Welcome to the Natural Life Academy. Two mums sharing simple steps to a more natural life, for better health and a happier planet. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Natural Life Academy. I am Claire Cameron. And I'm Kylie Ryan. <laughs> we're both doing our best not to laugh because we just did half of this episode and realised we hadn't hit record. When we say we, <laughs> we mean Kylie hadn't hit record. <laughs> Oh, hello, baby brain, though. <laughs> we can blame my oh baby brain. My God. Anyway, this will be even better because we'll be more succinct and I actually so. <laughs> I might come out with the words that I'm trying to say. Oh, my God. So um, today we are doing a bit of a follow-on from our how we feed our kids or I guess our food philosophy more. Um, and we're talking baking and substituting and making recipes more nutritious and how we alter recipes how we I guess make up our own recipes and how we yeah add goodness to what we make because if you've seen either of us on Instagram if anyone follows us you will see that we both do quite a lot of baking and it's not the white sugar white flour junk filled baking but it's also not the raw you know yeah it's not the raw fancy stuff but it's not the takes us hours and hours it's super simple ridiculously easy baking because neither of us has a whole lot of time to spend on baking or spend in the kitchen really yeah um so, and this is this has come from a live video that i did in our facebook group oh yes not that long ago where i just showed how i was adapting a recipe if i didn't have certain ingredients or if i wanted to sub out certain sugars or flours and up the nutritional value because it felt when I first started baking, because I, I did, wasn't, didn't grow up in a house where there was a lot of baking. Um, it was just never my mum's strong suit and she won't be offended because she will tell you the same thing. Um, <laughs> so I had to teach myself to bake because I quite enjoy it. But when I started baking, I remember thinking to myself, there is no way I could ever do this without a recipe. Like I will never be able to just throw ingredients in a bowl and know that like a pancake batter will be fine or pikelets or muffins or a cake. Like I'll fail every time. I don't understand the ratios. I don't know how much flour to how much liquid and how many eggs. And you know, I just thought I could never ever do that. Um, but it, you do, it just takes time. It just takes practice and using other people's recipes enough and now I can probably wing most recipes, to be honest, most baking recipes, the simple ones. I'm not going to say I could, you know, wing a cheesecake. I'm probably not yeah. going to. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just your basic muffins, cakes, pancakes, things like that. It does become yeah. second nature once you've done it enough times. And once you um, learn and like the principles what... of it. Yeah, that's what it's, it really is practice. Practice. Um, one thing we didn't mention in our previously unrecorded episode, so this is a good thing. Um, oh my God, brain. Oh, we kind of taught to believe that baking or not baking, that like cakes and cookies and muffins and all of these things are not good for us and we need to avoid them. But the thing is, if you are using really good quality ingredients, um, good nutritious ingredients, not the stock standard stuff that we're going to tell you about, can actually be a good addition to your diet. We're not saying that it's something that you have you know, all day, every day, but it's not something that should be, 
oh my God, I'm so naughty eating this. Like that's my aim with these things is that you could have, I don't know, personally, I have something baked most days. I was going to say my um, kids would, even my kids would have something that I have baked most boys days. Have, like, every day. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we're going to talk about how you make things healthier, more nutritious. Yeah. Anyway, I think the thing we've said that. All right. So should we start on, or you go through what the, the elements of a basically a baked recipe yeah. are. Okay, sure. So basically the, the easiest, the way that I started to understand how to substitute way more was by dividing when you look at a recipe, you know, you've usually got your flour, you've usually got eggs, you've usually got milk, um, some type of sugar. So, and there's usually some type of fat in there. So I always just think, okay, if I'm taking out a fat, I need to replace it with a fat. So let's just say that the recipe calls for butter. That's a fat. I'm going to replace that. I mean, I would use butter because I have nothing against butter at all. But if you're wanting to make it, let's say a vegan version, you could replace that with coconut oil um, or olive oil, as long as it's a fat source. If you have milk, then you're looking for a liquid. So you would replace that with another type of liquid. So it could be a non-dairy milk. I often replace milk with yogurt, Greek yogurt, buttermilk, anything like that. And we're going to talk about buttermilk soon because I want to talk about that for yeah. substituting because that's a really good one. Yeah. Um, for an egg, egg is the reason an egg is in a recipe is to bind. So, you know, you've got other options for binding. You've got a flax egg. You've got a chia egg. Um, you know, you've got fruit. You can use banana to bind. So let's maybe talk about the specifics of that because I feel like with binding, that's where it can get a little bit more specific on exactly how much you need because it could go wrong if you do too little or too much. Um, yeah. So a flax egg, for example, is generally, and you can Google these things. Like this is not, there's no secret to any of these. Google will have all of the answers. Um, there are lots of tables that compare like one egg equals this many, this quantity of flax egg yeah. or chia or I think I've even seen yogurt used in some recipes. Mm. Um, I usually do for flax egg, I usually do one tablespoon of flaxseed meal or linseed meal, whatever you call it, to three tablespoons of water. Um, depending on the recipe, some call for four tablespoons of water. I found three works just as well. I don't remember the quantities of a chia egg. Maybe it's one tablespoon of chia to like five or six tablespoons of water because chia absorbs far more liquid than flax will. But they're both, you have to make them ahead of time. So not much, like 10, 15 minutes at the most, but you do need to give them time to absorb the water a little bit. The flax egg, it'll still look quite runny. The chia egg will become more of like a gel consistency. Um, for banana, I never, if I'm substituting and I'm using banana to bind instead of an egg, I don't measure that because I figure it can also substitute a little bit of the sugar so i'll stick a half a banana or a whole banana as long as it's you know you just mash it up chuck it in um yeah so that's binding now maybe let's talk about flour okay um so should we start with your regular supermarket flour that you buy you know just your 
we can say it, Coles brand white flour is really standard stuff with very, very little nutritional value. It's been very processed. It's often bleached to make it white. And um, is wheat usually a GMO crop? Yes, usually it is. Yeah, yeah. So say GMO, it's a genetically modified crop, which again, um, we're not going to go into that today, but if you want to do a little bit of research on why you should avoid genetically modified, um, not products, what's the word? (laughs) I wish I could. Food, food. Oh, Kylie, you need to have more brain than me right now. No, genetically modified food. Um, just do do a little bit of. Actually, we might link up to a podcast episode. Yeah. Um, I have a really great podcast episode you can listen to on that. Um, but basically, it just has zero nutritional value. It's not doing any good for your body, and it could actually be doing a little bit of harm. So our first swap that we say, and really, really easy, you can get it at the supermarket as well, is swapping out. Um, regular flour for spelt flour it's literally in the same aisle and the thing with spelt flour is it's still a wheat flour but it has more nutritional value than your average wheat flour that you would get (laughs) well let's talk about your levels of flour at the supermarket so if you are going to the baking aisle at the supermarket the first flower you're actually generally going to pass because they're betting on you've walked down that aisle and you're not going to go for any further and grab anything else. First thing you yeah. see is the supermarket brand, whatever supermarket you're in, of the yes, exactly. plain white flower. Because one, it's super cheap, but not only is it super cheap for you to buy, it's super cheap for them to make. So they're making the most profit out of that particular product. So you're going to see that in bulk um, at the start. Next to that, you're probably going to see your wholemeal flour and probably your organic white flour. So if you're talking about, you know, your base, you know, we're going to call it the bottom of the ladder of flours is just your normal white flour. Then you probably got, I, I would say next would be your organic white flour. Then you'd have your wholemeal then you would have your spelt flour. So if you, all wheat flours, all a one-to-one substitution, all give a pretty similar result. With spelt, you've got your same as what you have with normal flour. You've got your white spelt and your wholemeal spelt. Wholemeal spelt is a little bit more dense. It's gone through less um, production. It's had less taken out of it. White spelt is still a much better option, but you're going to get more of a commercial result, like as if you were using um, your normal white flour. So, yeah. and did we yeah. mention that you can substitute one for one, basically? Yeah. yeah. So, so the other interesting free. thing with um, white spelt is if you are someone who can't really tolerate gluten very well, but you're not necessarily intolerant, but you just you're just not great with it. White spelt actually has less of a gluten content than wholemeal spelt so just something to consider but yeah it's so readily available at the supermarket you don't have to do anything different to it in a recipe you don't have to add anything to make it work you simply use spelt instead of white Mm. yep that would be step one super super easy and you can use it in any recipe um cakes biscuits muffins pancakes whatever it will 
pretty much have the same result. Yeah. Right. Our, let's talk about gluten-free flours. So yep. there are some blends, like there's some brands that have um, gluten-free flour at the supermarket. Probably the best one I have baked with is the, is it all grains? Is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. Um, they have quite a good like blend of different flours, but I think it's really interesting to just really, if you're finding that at the supermarket, generally in your health food section, if you look at the back, you'll see that they have had to get the balance right of a number of different gluten-free flours in order to make that flour work. So if you are finding a gluten-free blend, maybe just have a look at the back of the packet. Just make sure it doesn't have any numbers or anything in there because often people assume gluten-free is a healthier version of everything, but not necessarily because sometimes what they're taking out, they are replacing with a much crappier ingredient um, that's much worse for your body than a little bit of gluten. So just have a look at that. But for Claire and I, the gluten-free flour we probably use the most is buckwheat flour, um, mainly in pancakes and cookies and things because it is disgusting in cakes and muffins it's it's dry too if you if you put it yeah, in on muffins it's really dry but it also has a very distinct flavor and not a nice one i've no, seen but somehow it's really nice in smaller things yeah i don't know why smaller quantity. yeah i don't know why but i have, i've had i have a vegan cookbook and the recipe in there is for a gluten-free banana bread using buckwheat flour and I was so excited to make it and then I made it and I tasted it and I threw the whole rest of the loaf out because it was gross yeah 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 no um but very easy in pancakes and it is a one-to-one substitution as well if you're using it in something like muffins or uh, sorry not muffins um pancakes or cookies yep um then the next one would be almond meal so obviously not nut free. You can use um, sunflower meal. And so sunflower meal, a combination of sunflower meal and pepitas, like ground pepitas and ground sunflowers. Yeah. So sunflower seeds, if you are nut free or you are baking for school and your school's nut free, you can use that in place of almond meal. So it would just be grinding them up in your food processor until or they're in a fine meal. Or something can like you buy that? Can you buy I've never seen it. I no, I don't think it. so. I would imagine it would um, be quite pricey if you were to buy it, really. Yeah. And it is so easy to make. And the yeah. same with almond meal. I mean, almond meal is not, price-wise, it's not really that much more expensive no. than almonds. Sometimes no. it's, you know, one's more expensive than the other. Um, also, you can get other nut meals. But almond meal is a really good substitute, again, in pancakes, biscuits, muffins cakes it can start to get a little bit dense where you're using i don't know if i could put an amount on it what do you reckon like more than where the recipe calls for more than say a cup of I was flour gonna, i was gonna say a cup yeah yeah i would tend to do um if you're wanting a gluten-free cake and that you're needing more than a cup of some type of flour and you're wanting to use almond meal i would tend to go for a half half of finding a really good gluten-free blend of flour and half half almond meal so that you're not getting a really super dense consistency. Yeah. But 
the other thing that I do sometimes I'm not necessarily trying to make something gluten-free, but I'm making a regular thing and using spelt flour and I'll use half spelt flour and half almond meal just to up the nutrition, yeah. add a bit of protein, a bit of extra fat um, to the recipe. So you can also do that. You can combine flours. Any of the ones that we've just spoken about, the mm. one that we're just about to speak about, don't combine that because that will mess with the ratios. Yeah. This episode was sponsored by Low Tox Home, our online program where you will learn how to make simple, natural swaps in your home to save money and improve your family's health in less than five minutes a week. For more information or to enroll, head to clairecarecreations.com forward slash Low Tox Home. Um, yeah, and that, that flower that we are saying, don't try and substitute things with it because it's much harder to work with is coconut flour coconut flour is extremely thirsty it sucks up so much liquid um and you need like did you say five times the amount of yeah liquid for coconut flour so and it gives like a i know the word i was looking for when we were not recording before but still doing a podcast (laughs) it's like stodgy it's that really stodgy consistency and grainy as well um okay so coconut flour yeah make sure i I would say use a recipe that calls for coconut flour Mm. yeah don't go adapting by using coconut flour unless you are super duper confident yeah um sugars all right let's go sugars 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 so so my first port of call. What do we do first? Yeah. Well, my first port of call when substituting a sugar is the first thing I do is I add a ripe banana, and then I generally halve or even more than that the sugar content of what's left and replace. Like, so I might do a banana and say four tablespoons of some type of sugar replacement that I'm happy with. So some sugar replacements that you will find easily in your supermarket maple syrup honey they're generally my top two obviously fruit you've then yeah. got rapidura sugar coconut sugar yeah can i go one step back and say on the rapidura sugar so most recipes call for caster sugar or raw sugar um i used to believe that raw sugar was a healthier option than caster sugar or brown sugar or something like that it's actually not it's just as processed as white sugar, brown sugar, um, all of those standard sugars that basically if you can get it in a home brand packet, it's probably yeah. really processed. Is that a too broad a generalization? Mm-hmm. So a really easy swap if you are just very basic right at the beginning is to swap the sugar for Rapidura sugar. So Rapidura sugar is a really, it's very minimally processed. It still mm-hmm. contains most of the nutrients of the sugar cane, which is good. It's actually not bad for you. I mean, you don't want to be consuming a whole lot of it, but it's got nutritional value. Whereas the plain white sugar that you're buying, pretty much zero nutritional value. Mm. So I that's your like first spot. I also want to point out, because I feel like the whole I quit sugar movement um, really made people confused about sugar. Mm. If you are using a sugar replacement, whether it be rice milk syrup, honey, maple syrup, any of the sugars that we're talking about, it's still, your body still sees it as a sugar. Yeah. It still makes your blood sugar spike. Um, so I just think that's worth noting because even honey does that. Yeah. 
so yeah, it's just, we're, we're just, we're not taking the sugar out. We're just trying to improve what it does for your body, I suppose, and just give you a little yeah. bit of nutrition at the same time. Exactly. So my, my thing that I usually do, like you said, with the banana, but I usually just half the sugar. Mm. Same. And most recipes have way more sugar than they need. And if you are just starting out with this, um, you're used to things being, you're used to things being super sweet, then just reduce it by say a quarter um, and go from there because you will, your taste buds will adjust over time. Like now for me, and I'm pretty sure Carly's the same. I only need a tiny bit of sugar to think that something's sweet. So I do struggle when I'm making things for other people who might be used to regular stuff because I think it's really sweet, but someone else might think this is pretty bland. Yeah. Um, I can't, I can't think of anything else that would be worth it. Buttermilk. We want to talk about buttermilk. Okay. So buttermilk is actually really great in recipes because it seems to make everything really fluffy and it just gives a really nice flavor because it's a little bit sour, but you can make your own buttermilk. So super easy with buttermilk for every cup of milk and it, it would have to be dairy milk. I've never actually tried it with any other milk, but I'm sure it doesn't have the same effect. For every cup of milk, you just add either a tablespoon of lemon juice or a tablespoon of white vinegar. I personally find lemon juice works better than white vinegar. Please apple cider vinegar if you don't have either of those. Yeah. Or you can use Greek yogurt because Greek yogurt is a little bit sour as well um, because of the way that it's cultured and pot set and all that sort of stuff. So any of those will work as a buttermilk substitute. Now, when I'm using, if I'm using Greek yogurt um, for buttermilk, then it's replacing like any liquid that would be called for in your recipe. And it's delicious. Yeah. I actually think that it would work with alternate milks because it's the acidity that mm-hmm. you're adding to the recipe. So it usually reacts yeah. with the baking powder or bicarb, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so on milks, you can pretty much swap out regular milk for any type of milk in most recipes. I've never really had a failure with that. No. Um, I, I, I usually use some... coconut milk or yeah, almond think... milk. I think I've actually had some recipes where if I even didn't have any milk, um, I would take out two tablespoons of the flour, what was called for in flour, replace that with two tablespoons of desiccated coconut and then use water as my liquid. Oh, yeah. And it's got some yeah. effect. That would totally work. Um, yeah, and yogurt is, again, another one, like you said. Or um, what's the other one? Is it kefir? Yeah, kefir yogurt. Yeah, Yeah, kefir yogurt. Yeah. So, again, it's just some form of liquid. Um, Okay, the other thing we haven't talked about is the fat, fat content. Yes. So I'm going to say if a recipe says margarine, use butter. Uh That is your first thing. Don't – I'm going to say this across the board. Don't use margarine for anything. It is a chemical – shite storm basically in a tub there is nothing good about margarine mm. and the oils that are in it are they're not good for your body at all no no there yeah just <laughs> avoid it at all costs the easiest switch that you can make is to pure butter yeah and when i say pure butter like the butter that you get in a block the old school not the spreadable stuff 
because refrigerated yeah. butter is actually not spreadable people no so in queensland it can be a bit tricky and we end up with liquid sometimes but we just leave our butter on the bench did yeah. i just say butter on the bench yes yeah you said it right <laughs> uh, yeah good so butter should literally be made of cream and salt yeah. milk i don't know what it says on it milk and salt with nothing else added yeah um, if, if you have a thermomix and you've ever made your own butter, it's actually very satisfying and you realise how simple it is. So good. My grandma used to make whipped butter. Oh, it's so delicious. Oh, yum. Um, so butter. So other types of fat. You've got coconut oil, olive oil. Ghee. Ghee. Um, what's the vegan? Isn't there a nut something? Nutlex. Nutlex, have you ever used that? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, it's not bad. Nutlex. I still don't think, I mean, I'm pretty sure the ingredients in it aren't amazing, but there are a lot of vegan spreads at supermarket. I would use other things over that. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure about the ingredients of Nutlex either, but I mean, the other options that we've given are vegan anyway. So, yeah, yeah, and nut free. Yeah, I think the easiest, if you're looking for a vegan one, the easiest options are to use coconut oil or olive oil. Yeah, and depending on the recipe that you're making, if you're making something, I mean, coconut oil can sometimes taste. Yeah. Um, I think it's but, also important to think about, um, like, the order of how you're making things. Like, if you're making something that calls for you to cream butter and sugar together, then you're probably going to need to use solid coconut oil because otherwise you can't do the creaming. Um, I sometimes cheat and if I can't be bothered creaming, then I will swap the sugar out for get rid of anything granulated and I will swap it for maple syrup so that I can just melt it all together. Yeah. <coughs> so yeah, yeah there's, there's some, I mean, you can play with the recipe a fair amount. Once you just remember to keep the ratios of, you know, your fat, your liquid, your flour, whatever the original recipe called for, try and keep the ratios the same, but then you can just, sub in the ingredients you want in there instead yep i'm going to finish with the last thing that you do when you make a recipe is greasing the pan and say to steer clear of spray oils because they have some nasty ingredients in them and usually is it butane that's in this yeah yeah so that's a propellant and it's yeah not something that you want to be eating just a bit of melted coconut oil olive oil or just butter like I dip my baking paper in butter and swish it around. That's what my grandma taught me to do. Um, so getting rid of those sprays. Yeah. Or if you there must is. have convenience of spray, you can get, what are they called? Air pumps? I don't know. I don't know what you're it's about something, to talk about. Well, you can put it in like a little bottle. So put oh. your olive oil or your coconut oil if you live somewhere like Queensland where it doesn't go solid. So oh, you can yeah, yeah, yeah. And just so a, you can a little spray glass sprayer. Yeah. Um, there is also a supermarket brand of avocado oil because avocado oil does is the best for high temperatures because it really doesn't break down. Yeah. Um, and so there is one spray avocado oil available. I know it's available at Woolworths because that's where I shop and it has no, no propellant in it whatsoever. <coughs> yeah. So again, looking at the ingredients, but I think we've pretty much, I mean, we talk fast. Sorry, guys, if you couldn't keep up. Phones um, were dying. It was our second recording. Babies yeah, were sleeping. It's, it's just, yeah, uh, mum yeah. life. Um, yeah, so it's just really easy things that you can do to up the nutrition 
or without stressing out. So maybe next time you're doing your supermarket shop and you've got flour on your shopping list, get spelt flour instead. Mm. And you've got sugar, get Rapidura sugar instead. That's basically the way that I started and you just work on it from there. Yeah, especially at this time of year coming into Christmas and where there are going to be a lot of like your more occasional foods um, eaten, it's nice to know that you've at least, you know, up to the nutritional value a little bit where you can. Not all the time, but, you know, sometimes. Yeah. And I'm also going to say that, you know, there are occasions where we use, I mean, I probably still do use Rapidura because I never have white sugar, but we just make a regular recipe. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's it. And if you've got any questions, please just ask. And or join the Facebook we'll... group and ask him in there. Yes, join the Facebook group. Next time you're on Facebook, search for The Natural Life with Carly Ryan and Claire Cameron. <laughs> I don't think of which way it was. <laughs> um, and, yeah, we will accept you into, welcome you into the group to answer your questions. Yeah. All right. Have a great day. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the Natural Life Academy. If you love this episode, we would really appreciate if you would leave a little review for us and tell us what you think. And if you want more from us, head over to Facebook and join the Natural Life Facebook group where we will share more tips, tricks, recipes, and of course, inspiration for your natural life.